Somebody say hallelujah. This is for those of you that just came to the Lord. This is your birthday. I want you to look in the mirror when you get home. Tell yourself this. Good morning, my brothers and my sisters. I am redeemed, been bought with a price. Jesus paid it all. This is Pastor Willie Lee Patterson III, pastor of the Redeemed Community Church, located at 6254 
House Ferry Road in Mobile, Alabama, 36618 is our zip code. We're so happy you tuned in to this broadcast on this Saturday, September 3rd, 2022. Our broadcast is sponsored by our Redeemed Outreach Ministries. And so we just thank God that we still have the ability to reach out to the community. We try to live by our name, the Redeemed Community Church. Just a few announcements now, my brothers and my sisters. Again, we're constantly just thanking and praising God for a very healthy after-school program. And we thank God for our workers that are making this program successful. We thank God for our leadership meeting on this morning and Thank God everything was done well and good reports came in today. So we just thank God for the leaders for showing up today for the morning monthly leadership meeting as we discussed the business of Redeemed Community Church and Redeemed Christian Academy. Now we are praying for our member, Sister Mahogany Gully and Makaya Gully in the past of their uncle and great uncle. The service will be held next Saturday at the Redeemed Community Church. We'll make more announcements about the service on tomorrow in the worship service, but let's keep them lifted in prayer and that God will strengthen their family in their hour of bereavement. And then, my brothers and sisters, we have a glorious celebration today at 4 p.m. Yes, a wedding will take place at the Daphnick Civic Center as we allow God to do what he does best. Join these two and watch them become one through holy matrimony. Jasmine Moore and Avery Essex will join their hearts and their mind and their soul to each other in what will prove to be a beautiful celebration where we know marriage begins in the heart but the the work starts after the celebration, the commitment uh, to be lawfully wedded to death do us part. So we just thank God for our members and their commitment to marriage. Marriage still works. Marriage is still honorable in the sight of God. God created marriage. He says it's not good for man to be alone. And so we're just celebrating and looking forward to it. The wonderful, wonderful ceremony that would take place today at 4 p.m. Keep them lifted in prayer that God will sustain them and that God will keep them um, in their marriage and that God will protect them from danger seen and unseen. And now, my brothers and sisters, the word for the day is coming from Ecclesiastes 3. A very familiar passage of scripture as the great wise one Solomon tells us to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. That's Ecclesiastes 3, 1 and 2. Now jump down to the last verse in Ecclesiastes 3. He says, Wherefore I perceive that there is nothing better 
than that a man should rejoice in his own works. For that is his portion. For who shall bring him to see what shall be after him? We're going to talk about today, enjoy your life. Enjoy your life. Do not pass me by, oh Savior. Hear my humble cry. Enjoy life, my brothers and my sisters. I've been known as a person that could be best described as a giver, a sacrificer, one that is always concerned about the welfare of others. Uh, from my mother to my children, my grandchildren, always sacrificing. I remember the late Brazil Oiboke, whom I bought many used cars from. He would always tell me, you always buy something for yourself and you end up giving it to somebody else. That's just the spirit that rests in me. Uh, I remember buying my brand new Hyundai Palisade for my retirement gift and uh, less than a year, I gave it to my daughter, and that that spirit is fine. There's nothing wrong with being a blessing to others. The problem comes when we fail to really understand that God wants us to enjoy the fruit of our labor. You know, there's, there's a time to be born, but there's also a time to die. There will come a time when what you've done, your works are done and the books are closed. And, and one thing I've been told by one of my very dear friends is that you don't want to wait until you can't hardly move, will it, to really enjoy the fruit of your labor. You worked hard all your life. You have given, you've sown, you're blessed. But now it's your turn to be blessed. It's your time to enjoy what God has given you, what God allowed you to put your hands to do, and that the benefits that have come through you, some of them should just stop and stay on your front porch. And so I'm beginning to understand what it means. I'm a slow learner when it comes to that because I'm so accustomed to being a giver. But but we can be a receiver as well and, and we can enjoy. Because Solomon says to us, there's a time and purpose under the sun. We we are born, 
and we shall die. He talks about uh, time to pluck up, the time to sow, a time to kill, the time to hate, a time to love, a time to speak, a time to be quiet. So life is what I call a, 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 a process that gets us from earth to heaven. The Bible tells us, dust thou art and dust thou shalt return. And so between the birth and the death, Solomon says you should enjoy. Now, what, in, what, in one particular verse or, or chapter, he talks about all these great things you've done and you leave it all behind. He said, who knows who will come after you to really inherit what you put your hands to do in life and reap benefits, i.e., give you an example, my brothers and my sisters. You put all that money in the bank. You're more concerned about your children's well-being uh, when you're gone. And so we leave a huge inheritance for them. And Solomon saying perhaps they may be foolish. You work 30, 40 years to build an inheritance. They only see your children go through it in 12 months or six months because they don't have any sweat equity into the, the work and the time and the energy it took you to build your assets. Oh, somebody knows what I'm talking about this morning. There, there have been people who my, my, my uncle, my grandparent, my grandfather left an inheritance. And if you don't have any commitment to maintain that person's uh, longevity of what they did, i.e., don't blow, don't lose their home because you won't pay the taxes. They worked all their lives to pay off that house. And you refuse to pay the taxes. All you have is a tax bill. House is paid in full. And so he says, we need to enjoy our lives. And, and so how do we enjoy our lives? So many believers believe that we are forced to just go to church, go to Bible center, go to BTU, go to church conventions or church conferences, church workshops. Churches have so much in-house stuff that they can occupy you seven days a week. 365 with things inside those walls but I believe God wants us to live an abundant life and still be saved and so we 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 will die just like the beast in Ecclesiastes he talks about uh we're going up and the beast going back to the ground but we're no different than the beast all of us die and so what then do you do before then how do you enjoy your life and not feel guilty because you bought yourself a 2022 Mercedes with your money? Uh, why should you feel bad if you decide to build yourself a brand new four-bedroom, three-bath, 4,200-square-foot home? It's your money. It's your. If you decide to go on a two-week cruise, Alaska, it's your money. You're just reaping the benefits of your hard-earned money. If you decide to swap your wardrobe out every year, it's your money. But one thing I've learned, and I'm committed to always being a cheerful giver, I never write the church off in all my doings and my celebrating and enjoying life. Now, I'm not the best at enjoying life and, 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 and going on vacations and just really relaxing, but God knows I'm beginning to understand it more and more. 
I'm in Birmingham. I was in Birmingham last night watching Alabama A&M get slaughtered by UAB, B's football team. But it was a getaway moment for me. Uh, just a time to escape. It's the small getaways that I, that I, I treasure and I cherish. But now as you get older, you start thinking about it. Put the time in for, with God. Don't ever stop doing God's will. Go from can to can't. But, but how do you enjoy your life? I, I suggest that number one, we should enjoy our time with God. That's a, that's a, a critical necessity for believers. Put the time in with God and worship and reading and studying and meditating, doing God's will. But then we, we have a life. Not outside of God's will, but within God's will, but still within the purview of enjoying the fruit of your labor. Perhaps uh, my brothers and sisters, believers need to take a break. I I was reading an article talked about where this pastor decided that there would be time when there would be no church service. Uh, a Sunday off where the church is closed where everybody can just ref- get refreshed and get revived. And so I may try that on fifth Sunday and say, hey, church is closed next Sunday. You got a free weekend. Go and enjoy the fruit of your labor. Uh, believers are, are still uncomfortable going to what we have termed worldly functions, uh, worldly events. If there's a concert in town, and a jazz show, as it was last weekend in Mobile, when Alabama A&M alumni chapter hosted uh, a Myrna Clayton, uh, I was right there, my wife and I were, were there, and we enjoyed the evening. Uh, you can enjoy it without sinning. Uh, we, we are so afraid that we should limit ourselves to bowling and uh, a basic movie or uh, going skating. But God wants us to enjoy the fruit of our labor. So so then what do we do? We, we, we find things that thrill us. We find things that are pleasant, still pleasant in God's sight. You know, I attend my fraternity meetings and I enjoy being an alpha and I don't think alpha is sacrilegious. I don't think there's anything negative about it. I know some people don't like what they call secret organizations and they run with that and I'm okay with that. But I know in our hearts what we do uh, for the community and the aims of our fraternity being manly deeds, scholarship and love for all mankind. They, they line up with the word of God. Uh, we we're, we're here to help and encourage and inspire. And so I'm good with being an alpha man. I'm good with serving God even through the fraternity. So what else can you do, my brothers and sisters? Yes, spend some of your money. Go to a fine four-star restaurant. It's your money. After all, you worked hard to earn it. Go on a, 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 a date night that maybe the bill may be $250. It's, it's your money. If you get tired of pushing that lawnmower, go ahead and buy you the best uh, ride or more that you can afford because it's your money. Uh, find the finest car that you want to ride in, not to impress people, not to be seen a man. We don't, we're not men pleasers. We're not trying to impress. We're just simply uh, reminding you that you're going to die. And, and, and in between living and dying, we want to live a healthy 
life. We can't work all our days. Well, we hitting the clock at uh, 78 and 80. Now, if that's your lot and you choose to do that, that's okay. But I think there's a lot more to life than just going into a, a job uh, until God calls us home. There's paradise on this side we've not seen. I've not been to Hawaii. I've not been to Alaska. I've not been to Israel. I've not been uh, to countries in Africa. There's so many things on my bucket list. I I want to go to at least 20 countries before God closed my eyes. And so, brothers and sisters, Solomon is encouraging us to enjoy, enjoy life. So let me give you two or three points to just ponder. I was reading a a message called Navigating the Seasons of Life. And and here's one thing I really, that grabbed me. It says, whatever your age, your vocation or location, there's a time and season for everything. Times and seasons are there for us all. And they affect us not only in our natural life, but also, brothers and sisters, in our spiritual life. Now, as you follow the Holy Spirit, he'll lead you into the different seasons of your life. And so when we learn to navigate and enjoy life, even in those moments where God has promised us that people would die. And so in those low moments, God, in Ecclesiastes 3, he says, we will dance. Again, there's a time to mourn, but dancing will come back and we'll be able to enjoy life again. Uh, When we understand that God made us and God knows us and God knows that there are seasons that we must navigate. And in each season, how you walk into those seasons, how you view those seasons impact how you travel through your seasons season of distress uh i i've not learned that in season of distress the best antidote uh for me going through season of distress as minister dawson taught me is to get yourself or take yourself some mental breaks uh you need a mental day when i was working full-time i never considered a mental day and that's proud of why the stress was always high on me and i would snap at work and have these angry outbursts but you have to take mental days uh keeping your mind strong your body strong and so as you navigate those distress moments say god it's stressful right now you'll hear god say okay you need a mental day you need a, you need two or three days to just escape and so you find a place to go in those days of distress that relaxes you and renews you and gets you fired up again and so we learn how to navigate the seasons uh, number one i want you to remember this my brothers and sisters don't hate the season that you're in we have been taught that this too shall pass you know you think about the seasons uh winter spring summer and fall each one has to give way to the next season you can't stay summer all year long and so we were once babies, then we became children and teenagers, and finally this, what I call the longest season of life, that being an adult. And so these seasons happen for a reason. They prepare us for the next level. So don't become unhappy with the season that you're in, because in those seasons that, when we're, again, we're going through, 
we can still find a way to enjoy the fruit of our labor. You know, we call it uh, treating ourselves. Sometimes we just simply say, you know, it's been a rough day. I'm going to treat myself to a, 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 a steak. I'll treat myself to a new outfit. I'll get myself a nice dessert. Treat yourself nicely. Enjoy yourself. And now I readily admit that there were seasons in my life I didn't fully understand. So consequently, I kind of bumped my head on my way through those seasons. But we, we, we can't hate the seasons that God allows us to go through. And, and so then we understand that they come. And, and, and here's what I'm really trying to convey this morning, my brothers, so that the Spirit speaks to us. Every season, we still have an opportunity to enjoy the fruit of our labor. We still have an opportunity to get away from it all, to steal away, as the old song would say. Uh, God has his perfect timing for all of our seasons. And I'm convinced that sometimes our seasons are delayed uh, from deliverance because we're we're pushing back and we're not happy that we're going through this. And the key word is through. We're going through. And so how do you enjoy seasons of mourning? Well, we reflect on the good things about that person. We remember that person's heart. We remember how that person was so such a loving and caring person. And then we embrace the legacy of that person so we can still enjoy that that season. When, when, when we lose our jobs, we, we know that God has something else for us. And so we're able to celebrate in those seasons. But 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 my brothers and sisters, what 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 the message is today? Two or three points in the message, of course. Don't hate the season you're in. Commit to be satisfied in your current season. Uh satisfied but also uh fortified and ready to move to the next season. You know how we can't wait we couldn't wait to get through certain grades and in, in, in school. Whew, I'm glad the tenth grade is over. I'm glad eleven grades over. I'm glad I got through that class. So on to the next adventure with life. So so God gives us seasons and, and God wants us to Yet relish in those seasons. I know it's weird when you're laughing at a funeral, but if you're laughing with with rejoicing in your heart, and so you move through that season. But 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 the final point about enjoying your life: don't let a person guilt trip you because you are spending some of your fruit. There's no commitment or no requirement you leave everything behind the bible says a, a father leaves an inheritance for his grandchildren anyway his children's children so what's an inheritance you look at warren buffett i think he gave his kids each maybe one billion dollars out of his hundred plus billion dollars he said they need to be able to find their own way and so we cannot concern ourselves to a fault about what tomorrow holds for our children, our grandchildren. We, we've got to enjoy some of the things. So what, what's, in your, what's on your bucket list? What are the things that you've not done uh, with the blessings that God has given you? What are some places you want to go? Make yourself a bucket list and be, and be very deliberate about achieving those items on your bucket list. You know, this year at homecoming at Alabama a and I've, I've declared I'm going early. This time I'm going on a Thursday and I come back to Sunday. I've alerted my associate uh, minister to bring the message. And so I'm beginning to unwind just a little bit better, uh, just a little bit more 
taste of freshness of life and, and being able to just relax. So what does your bucket list include? Does it include some, some me time? You know, most selfish people mastered that a long time ago. It's always been about me, myself, and I. But we as believers that love the Lord and love people tend to be the last one to catch on to, hey, these people always been about themselves. So, so we are not sinning. We're not sinning when we decide to enjoy the fruit of our labor. We, we, we should not feel bad that we spend money on ourselves. We should not feel bad that we go places. And, and, and again, we're using our money. We're using our resource that God has blessed us to obtain. So I want to encourage you to truly enjoy your life. One of my deacons told me he's going to buy me an electric car, $85,000, some thousand dollars But that's from the fruit of his labor. You cannot begrudge a person because they bless themselves. Uh, when you've been blessing people all your life as a child of God, it's a difficult transition for us to learn to enjoy the fruit of our labor. But if you read Ecclesiastes, you, the light bulb will come on and say, you know, uh, he's right. The Ecclesiastes right is correct. You, you don't know who's going to get your stuff when, when you're gone and, and you don't know if they're going to be as judicious with it as you were. I'm not saying go out and just spend everything you got. But I am suggesting to you that that, that the word is true, that, that Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. So pace yourself with life. We don't know what the end is, but God knows we should not just live day by day and not enjoy the fruit. Spend some of that money on yourself. Uh, spend some quality time just on you. Take care of yourself. Enjoy your fruit. Ah, uh, this has been a Redeemed Community Church in Mobile, Alabama. We say until next Saturday, be blessed and enjoy your life.